What the deal, Playboy? What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. As always, as always, I'm in the building with my partner in crime, the winner of 5Ks and marathons, the man who takes no bullshit from nobody. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hi, yeah. What's good, man? Not too bad, brother. Not too bad. Yo, Andre three stacks right there. In there, right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I gotta take some lyrics every now and then. I felt inspired this morning. Yeah. What'd you do? What'd you, what'd you do this morning? How'd your day start? Me? I just woke up. <laughs> Rolled out. Of- <laughs> I just woke up and I hopped on them, ate cereal, eat my cup. I eat three quarters of a cup of cereal with half a cup of milk, and then I hop on the podcast. There you go. That's the that's the dream right there. Yeah, <laughs> living a life, man. Uh, shit. How's you, how you been, bro? I've been good. I can't complain, man. NBA playoffs, NBA finals, got me amped. Yeah, yeah, they're exciting. They are. Um, it's weird. Like I've been a Golden State fan for the past few years, but I'm not sad to see what's happening right now. Cause one, I don't like straight dominance by teams. Some people do. Some people enjoy watching that, like the Patriots and 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 these dynastic runs. But um. I like parody. I like seeing uh, other teams get their chance to, to to hold the chip. And I never was really, as much as I like Kevin Durant as a player, I never was really crazy about him joining that squad. Yeah, I mean, the statement, I was a fan of whoever for the last couple of years, that uh, <laughs> that's, that's very telling about how strong their bandwagon is. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I liked them before, but I, I liked them before they won the chip. I liked them when they, lo- you know what I'm saying. I liked okay. them. Um, you know what I mean. I, I'm, I guess more so. I guess when when Steph Curry started um, being good. Well, he was always good, but before I guess before Drake he was always good, but he before his Drake had falling apart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before Drake had lyrics about him. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. I was like he's like okay, that's a cool, that's a cool little squire right there. And then, but they worked. They had to actually work. They, their style of play was cool. Um. And the fact that they won seventy two games, like that was that's incredible without Kevin Durant, you know what I mean? That was mm-hmm. that was, that was a, an incredible team that they had there. So to see like Kevin Durant joining it and they shit looking way too easy, they you know what I'm saying? Just I was like, nah, let's I would love to see KD on the Knicks. I think that's great for New York. I would love to see, uh, or you know what I mean, just and just that, Would you become a Knicks fan? I I root for all New York teams. <laughs> yeah. So I never stopped rooting for the Knicks. It just got painful to watch. But mm-hmm. um I, I I'm not even, you know, it's weird, like, nowadays as a sports fan, because um, this past year with football, I don't even, like, really take one over the other. I always, I kind of just like the competition. It's like right. it's like watching two boxes you've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just kind of want to see them scrap it out, and you don't know. Or you, have, you know how UFC, they always have a new person. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they, it's hard for them to build superstars and then maintain them. So, like, you'll be watching these undercard fights, and you don't know who's better than who. You know what I'm saying? But you, right. you just watch it. You're like, oh, okay, all right. And, and I, I, that's kind of how I've been watching sports lately. So I would love it. Just like I said, I, I, I would love it if it's just more competitive. Just more. I right, the, the East Eastern Conference isn't the 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 automatic like loser every year. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, the like the Western Conference now they're having a little bit of shakeups and people that were the teams that you thought were nice and like struggling now and shit like that. So I would love to just see that change. Yeah, definitely. Kyrie. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. It ain't real fun this year because like uh, Demarcus Cousins is looking like Larry Holmes. <laughs> rough. Uh, rough. The um, KD is injured. 
But that's it, really. I mean, KD's injured. DeMarcus Cousins looking like Larry Holmes. And then the Warriors had to give up a bunch of the, like, other, like, support players so that they can afford KD mm-hmm. or to make space for KD. So, I mean, it's ex- I think it's exciting more so because you're just seeing something different. Yeah, but no, I think no like LeBron, to see both teams at, at full strength or let's say LeBron stayed, but they actually got, like, let's say LeBron stayed and they got uh, Kawhi to Cleveland. Like something like that, like a, a, a situation like that, then that would have been it. Would have been a dope finals. Everybody healthy, mm-hmm. but with two two teams that's actually just about as strong as each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I, I like LeBron, but I'm kind of happy just to see a playoffs without him, just because it's different. Not not that I didn't want him to make the playoffs, but just to see something different. You know what I mean? Not to know that he's automatically just going to run through the East. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I would like to see him. The only reason that I didn't want to see him is because. I didn't want to see, um, I didn't want to see old ass LeBron. Like LeBron <laughs> is kind of worn. Now you see him wearing down. You know what I'm saying? Like he he doesn't play defense anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he picks his spots. He picks his spots on defense, and even when he picks his spots, there was like that. Um, there was that shot of Brandon Ingram pushing him to play defense. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. didn't even try to contest the three pointer, yeah. and he had mad time to do so. <laughs> like it was insane. Like that is. What we gotta look at with LeBron, and then he'll make some good offensive plays. Yeah, that happens. I didn't want to see that for a whole a whole playoffs, but yeah, man, it happens. That, that, seeing your enemies, my time. <laughs> seeing your, en- your enemies, seeing your heroes. I mean, go get old. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, definitely, it, definitely. Man. Like when you see like, Alfonso, like you know, I saw a picture of um, uh, Kel, uh, from Keenan and Kel, of, uh, from Keenan and Kel the other day, man, and. You know, Keenan been looking good. Like, I guess we've been seeing him age, so like it's not so yeah. startling when you see him. But like Kel, I just saw a picture of him, him and Keenan. I'm like, damn man, this nigga Kel look like it was that like that first time you seen Bobby Brown. Like after like he was on the like he was laying low for like maybe like a decade, and he just came out and he had his reality show or whatever. Or yeah. Whitney Houston had a reality show. Yeah. And it's like, yo, this nigga Bobby Brown, man, he ain't looking too great. <laughs> And that's how I felt about about uh, what's the dude named Kel, Kel Mitchell, Kel Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, shit, man. Uh, what's new with me? Life's been good, man. I got I got uh, celebrated a birthday. I don't know. Did we talk after since that? Uh, I think so. But yeah, celebrated a birthday. Thirty five now. You know what I mean? Uh, Congrats and blessings to you. Definitely, thank you. I appreciate that, brother. Um, no, life is good, man. Achieved uh, achieved a, a couple goals that I wanted to get. I got two. Punching bags so my little uh, workout area is coming okay. together. Um, but do I actually did yesterday? I, I would say the, the the night before I did a little workout, but yesterday I think I did my first like full like little workout with the punching bags. And it's a it's oh man, it's such a great stress relief and a great workout. Um, what you do like? What was your workout like? I'd go like three minutes in the back because I had two bags. One is more so like um I guess a cardio bag. It's like uh it's it's filled with air. But it's got like a weighted base, and um, so it's for speed. It's more like a speed type bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're not just wailing at it because it wouldn't be any point because it will. It's like it's spring loaded, so mm-hmm. you you hit it full strength. You know what I'm saying? You just keep hitting it like that. It would just keep moving all over the place. So you kind of mm-hmm. wanna you wanna you wanna get it to just back up a little bit. So you jab, jab, jab. Then you might come with a cross. Um, but the cool thing about it is that because it does sway, you could do like you could sway back. You know what I mean to get that little uh. 
training to like when it comes towards you. You could um you could block because it's coming at you. You know what I mean? So you could simulate mm-hmm. all that type of stuff that you would um if you if you were actually boxing somebody. And then I got like a heavier bag too, which is weird because um. Well, no, no, I was gonna say weird, but the heavier bag it uh it moves a little bit more. Like I, I'm not sure why, but um. So it makes a little bit more noise, which which is my neighbors haven't complained about it yet, so it's not a <laughs> not a big deal. But um, it uh it's actually good, I think, or maybe it's designed more so for like uh punching, punching, and as well as kicking as well. So it's probably right. good if I ever wanted to, I guess, maybe get into kickboxing, um, and learn how to do shit like that, um, get that little core workout by by kicking it or something like that. But now they're both good; they're they're awesome. I got a twelve ounce gloves, um. So it's it's a great workout. It's dope, man. Stress reliever, also huge stress reliever. You get your wraps together. You get those hand, those fist wraps. Hop in the ring with somebody. Yeah, no, it, it's. I remember you talking about your shoulder was killing you after you took that boxer training for your birthday. My um, entire traps. Yeah, <laughs> man. My my my, 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 uh, my power arm and my right arm. Mm-hmm. Entire back just insane. It was crazy. It's, it's, it's insane because. It was just one side of the body just in pain. The other part was worked out too, but the right arm was wild. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool. It's a good shoulder. I think my arms are going to get kind of arms going to get kind of ripped this summer. <laughs> yeah. to go get my arms ripped. Getting good Yeah, shape, that's what's so. up, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to get my life together, man. Still on the discomfort challenge. Still uh trying to get myself out of my comfort zone. Um How that's going? Good man, it's good. Somebody the 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 quote that I took from it, something I heard this week, and I think that that puts a a nice bow on top of everything in terms of the discomfort challenges. Do it anyway, like you know what I mean. Um, there's a job at my um a job opportunity came up at my at my job, and I know in the past sometimes there's been favoritism and they've already had it predetermined who they want to give it to, and I was like fuck mm-hmm. it, apply for it anyway, do it anyway. You know what I mean? You see a pretty girl and 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 she might you might think oh she definitely has to have a boyfriend or she definitely might not want to talk to you holla at it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I I I want at the end of the day to if I'm sitting on my my um my my deathbed to be like life told me no I didn't tell myself no you know what I'm saying right. like I I I literally I got the rejections I didn't assume the rejections. You went for it and you you failed as opposed to just having not went for it at all. Yeah, which is the bigger failure to me. Right, right. So that's just up, man. Yeah, man. Like, uh, yeah, like it's, even when you think about the corporate shit with people like favoritism and stuff like that. Be honest with you, it, it, it sucks. But like, one thing with regards to like discomfort and shit like that, something I hate is like talking to people that I don't know like that or I don't really like like that, but. I realize that sometimes I just got to do it. So I kind of like have my script of how I start the conversation Okay. because that kind of takes the pressure off of you of like some people are natural at that shit. Like they'll talk to any and everybody and they'll be nice and have smile and all that type of shit. So I like, I have a script that I, I practice. Like how do I get through like the first 45 seconds of a conversation with someone I don't like? I mean, it's helped me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Just approaching a motherfucker who I think could help me with something or they know people or they themselves are the person to know. Mm-hmm. Just approach them, like, hey, John or Jack or Chad or, you know, it's usually a name like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, 
just just getting my face out there. And so a lot of times that's what it's about. It's the same thing, like this is what Nike do, did by doing the check. They just put it in your face so much, like as soon as you see the check, you know what time it is. Mm-hmm. You, now you respect it. Where before it was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. It's yeah. um my, my barber, actually, matter of fact, I was just like talking about uh positions that I was applying for. And he was like overheard. He was like, oh, you know what? Who I might hook you up with? And he said such and such name. He's like, yo, I'm going to hook you up with homeboy because um, he might be able to put you in the right direction, give you some people you could talk to at. He used to work at this place, and maybe he still knows some people over there. And I um he has said it, matter of factly. And then you know like how some people be like, all right, I'm going to do this for you. And so I was like, all right, bet. When I got home, I hit him back. I was like, yo. Um, if you get a chance, if you could holler at homeboy for me, like I said, and that's that's kind of what you just alluded to. Sometimes I don't want to talk to people I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Or right. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. But I'm like, let me just put, let me do the stuff that I don't want to do, because that's what's gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like one thing I've always had about the gym is the reason I don't have six pack abs is probably because I don't like doing ab work or I don't like doing core work. You know what I'm saying? Like right. so. It's probably the reason I don't have it. So do the shit you don't want to do. The reason I'm probably not at the weight I want to be is because I've always avoided running. I thought running was hard. It hurt your knees, blah, blah, blah. No, probably should be running. <laughs> and then you probably would be achieving the things that you're not getting. You know what I mean? So right, right. same thing with life. It's like, all right, I didn't want to talk to homeboy. And I like you know, I like my barbershop because there's a lot of networking going on there. And he... um. Homeboy had happened to come in the next day. And he just he he said, "Yo, here's here's the dude I was telling you about." Just put it right on the phone, and it was awkward for like you said about five seconds because we don't know each other. He's asking me questions about my work history and shit, but it, it who knows what'll come out of it? You know, he gave me some advice. He told me what to do and told me hit him up. So I'm, I'm a follow that's what's up, up man. That. Yeah, man. Once you get that script, I mean, I don't know how often you do it. I don't know if that's why it was awkward that you just didn't, you just don't do shit like that. Yeah. But once you get that script down, how to get through the first forty five seconds, it's for the mo- for a large part, it's usually the same way for every person, no matter what level they are, no matter, matter what kind of job they're hooking you up with. The first 45 seconds usually goes a similar way. This is what I want to do. This is what I've, I've done. Um, this is why you should fuck with me. Like some, there's some version of that. And once you get through that, man, y'all, just, y'all cats are just going to start flowing with the conversation. Or they might not even be much more to say. It might just be like, you, you lay all that shit out. And they'll be like, cool, send me your shit and we'll talk later. Like, that, that's it. Like, you know, I hate talking. To, you know, I, I hate talking to people for business, but. But it's you know, the same it, thing. It, it, it's the same thing. Well, you're, you're married now, but you're you not that far removed from dating. Where um, that first two minutes of talking to a girl you don't know is super awkward, too. But then yeah. once you get a giggle or once you get that like icebreaker, you know what I mean? Then it it's it starts flowing. Now you just you just flowing like 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 um a freestyle champion. <laughs> you know? Yo, that's what it is. And and to that point of the whole freestyle championship, the you know, a lot of people who look like they they free flowing and they just kinda they so good at it, they kinda free flowing. You gotta practice and put such a rigid structure just to be free, if that makes sense. So like, if you're a boxer in the ring who's just kind of ad-libbing all the time, like, look at Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Like, he practiced, he practiced damn near all his life to just to freestyle in a way that he does, just to be, he had to be so orthodox just to earn the right to become unorthodox, yeah. if that makes sense. No, no, it does, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I remember Phil Jackson's book, the the coach, from coaching the Bulls, and um, even the Lakers, like, they're, they're all that triangle shit, he says that. Um, he gives them a lot of freedom. Like if they start fucking up, like he doesn't just jump in and say, "All right, I gotta correct this." Now he just lets them flow because they practice so rigidly in practice that he knows that the structure is so strong that they'll just find their way back. 
Okay. Yeah, and, and that's that's more beneficial than him stepping in and doing it for yourself. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's, and the whole point is like practicing that first forty five seconds. After that, you could just freestyle. Same thing with a lady. You practice that. I I had like a, a bag of this about a bag of like four or five jokes that I use on every girl that I've spoken to mm-hmm. to 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 introduce. It never changed. I was like, I'm not getting no new jokes. It's <laughs> one of these four or five. Four or five. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some of them, some some of the jokes I have to leave behind. Like, girl, why you ain't smiling? You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. I had to get rid of shit like that because. I found out that girls don't like that shit. I am smiling, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Why you ain't smiling? <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, to switch lanes, but to, along the same lines, it's like parenting, right? I had a couple issues with my daughter this week. Like, like um, I took her to the dentist. So the dentist was like, yo, she got some cavities. Like, you know, this is the second time she got cavities. Now I got to come at you. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, it, she was like, you know what I mean? There's got to be something. You're giving her too much candy or the grandparents might be giving her too much candy, whatever the case may be. So I, I didn't want to hear it. I wasn't in the mood for it. But I was like, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Which is, that's part of maturity. Which is, you know what I'm saying? Admitting the shit that you don't want to hear or admit to. And I'm just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You definitely, I could, I could tighten up with that. Yeah, Bill Burr. The comedian, he has this. He said once he got older, he picked up this term called "fair enough." Like if somebody tells you some shit that you don't like or you don't agree with, like sometimes you just be like, "I'm not even gonna argue." Fair enough, you just listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you yeah, need that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's. Whereas in my twenties, I, I probably lie, but nah, I don't give it. I give it nothing but fruits, yeah. <laughs> apples and oranges. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, she just ate an avocado before we came here. What you talking what about? You talking about dentists? But. Uh, <laughs> Nah, it's like, you're right. I could tighten up with that a little bit. So, you know, then that's why I'm like, all right, I'm going to cut it out completely. She don't really need it. I'm sure she'll get it from her grandparents, you know what I'm saying, every once in a while. But she don't need to be scarfing down fucking candy and shit like that. Um, and it messes up the appetite anyway. Um, so then, like, the next day, she's been doing this banking program at school, which I don't know why they reward the kid because it's really the parents that be doing the banking program. <laughs> but um, where you just deposit money every week. But they gave a big-ass, like, candy bar in like a wrapper that looks like a hundred dollar bill or whatever. So as soon as I pick her up, first thing she does is like, look what I got. <laughs> Big ass candy bar. And me, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I like being the, 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 I guess the, you know what I mean? I don't want to be the parent parent. Like, I don't want to just be that person. Like, cause I'm still, I still feel kind of young. I still. You want to be the cool uncle Jesse type. Exactly. You still kind of want to have like uncle vibes, but you know what I mean? But I, when you have to have the parent vibes, then you step that in, um, which I'm learning, you know, it don't even work like that. But, um, so I was like, yo, you know what, bet she this they gave it to her as a reward. So whatever, I'll let her have a piece of it. Obviously, she's not gonna eat the whole candy bar. We'll we'll put this in the fridge or something like that. And over time, she'll you know have a piece of it every once in a while when she does something good as a reward. But she didn't even make it out the building before she was just acting up. Like she didn't want to hold a book bag. She was doing acting a fool. She was dropping to the floor. She's just so hyped over this candy that she didn't even want to do it. And I, I had like, all right, give me the candy. And she like, you know, you ever. I don't know if you ever like t- try to take something from a kid and they kind of mm-hmm. snatch it back. Yeah, <laughs> and you got that. Oh, come on now! <laughs> now you don't. Now you don't took it too far. <laughs> yeah. Now you don't thought your strength is bigger than my strength. Tight, so, so I just look. I got. I got tight when she had done that, and I ended up throwing the kid. I was like, nah, n- nobody getting the candy because <laughs> 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 I don't need to be eating it either. So <laughs> nobody yeah. getting this candy. He's going in the garbage. So you know what I mean. But I, I was glad I did it, and it taught me like I gotta stop giving her so many chances because life's not gonna give her so many chances. And, right. Um, right. To go back to what we were saying before, I kind of got to be rigid in my structure so that when life throws her these curveballs, she knows how to maneuver. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. So to speak. She knows how to keep the triangle offense going and she's not just breaking down because her boss wants things done a certain way or her teacher, quote unquote, doesn't like her. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I gotta like tighten up on, on certain things like that. Um then the next day, like I was picking her up and the teacher's like you know, like um, she's had a couple behavioral issues uh, today. She didn't want to listen. She didn't want to do this, and it was just like, yo, we gotta, we gotta have the uncomfortable conversations. You know, what I mean, going back to the discomfort challenge. That's that was the main part of it. Like uncomfortable conversations need to happen right away. They don't need to be procrastinated for months or wait till we have a happy day. And and something I might be guilty of because of our family structure. Is I always want it to be happy times, you know what I'm saying? Because it's it, it's it hasn't always been happy times. So you always want it to be like good times, but that's just not reality. That's just right. not <laughs> that's just not what parenting is. And it's like the best thing you can do is when there's opportunity to be comfortable and to lay down the structure, like lay it down right away. Because I, I suppose at the end of the day, like that's what's going to lead to the most happiness for a long term, as opposed to these Short small, term. yeah, exactly these small moments of short-term and intermediate-term happiness where it's a candy that'll keep you happy for half an hour or Mm -hmm. whatever it is but the structure that may you may feel sad today maybe even tomorrow but in the long term you'll feel good working within the structure exactly exactly yeah that was that was something i took from this week that you know i'm saying it can't all be shits and giggles and not that it was but that you know i'm saying there's got to be in order to move forward there's got to be more of that you know i mean um structure more of that uncomfortable conversations more of that discipline you know what i mean so yeah definitely you know what's funny is that I, i've met adults who has kids like their parents weren't like um strict at all you know what i'm saying like they they would let you know if you're 13 or whatever they let you be outside until 10 and 11 or they let you have whatever candy you want or give you money whenever you need the sneakers then they get older and be like you know i wish i had that structure you know what I'm saying? Oh, Which they, is funny because at the time when you're a kid yeah. and let's say your parents are like, you better be in by nine or 10 or nope, I'm not like giving you them shoes until you, you know, you do this amount of chores or whatever it is. You're like, man, I hate this, man. I hate, I hate my mom. I'm running away. And then you grow <laughs> and it's because you grow up and realize how happy you are to have that structure because some kids associate that structure with love by saying, yeah. or, or. It may not, may or may not be true, but sometimes perception is reality, and it's like, well, you know, I see my friend, his parents gave him such and such a structure, always checked the, the homework, and when his homework wasn't good, they would get mad, like, I wish I had that kind of attention, because, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and the truth is, is that it's a, a certain level of attention, or a certain type of attention that, in the long run, a lot of, a lot of kids and eventually adults appreciate. Nah, and, and yeah, it, it's good to hear because it affects other things. It affects some of the things you don't know. It's the way you handle work, the way you approach work. You know what I'm saying? Because you were used to having to live up to that parent st- standard that it eventually right. became your standard. Whereas before, you know, what I mean, you don't have that. So yeah, that's that's an interesting concept. I'm, I'm, that's that's dope that you brought that up. Um, let me see. Let's get let's get into some topics, man. It's been a it's been a crazy two weeks. We we, uh, we haven't spoke to the people in a while. You know what I mean? Been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. Without some topics to step to. So let's get to the first one. Uh, noted abolitionist and political activist, <laughs> Harriet Tubman, man. She was supposed to be on the $20 bill starting next year. Um, but they announced that we will not be seeing Harriet Tubman on a $20 bill anytime soon. The plans uh, to release a new bill in 2020 were nixed um, with the uh, 
the House Financial Services Committee head saying that uh, it looks like the design won't come up again until 2026 and the new $20 bill probably won't be printed until 2028, which is kind of whack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's extra whack. I mean, racism and just their hate for Obama is, is incredible. Like, it's, they're just making sure that it's not, Obama doesn't get an, uh, uh, an initiative through mm-hmm. while Trump is in office, maybe even ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, to kill Obamacare, something that people really like, now is just symbolic. Like, if they kill it, a, a bunch of people are going to be without health health care. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, now you look at this Tubman thing, like, <laughs> like why? What's, what's the whole point of, like, holding it up and basically so that Obama don't get shit through and have some black lady on, on the front of the $20 bill? Exactly. And Trump doesn't want it on his term. Um, right. It's insane. It's like uh, the, the, the boat that's named after John McCain, the Senator John McCain's father. Um, they were saying that um, some people from the White House is saying to get that thing out of Donald Trump's sight while he's they, he was visiting somewhere. And um, this boat, a warship, <laughs> this warship was there. It's like, yo, just get that shit out of here just for now while he's here because he's going to get mad if he, see John's, if, he, if he sees John McCain's name. Wow. Yeah, the, man. The, that, the SS John McCain or something like that. I think. I, the, yeah, USS John McCain. Yeah, was really named after the John McCain we know is named after his dad, who was like some I don't know war hero in the Navy or something. Well, well Trump said during his 2016 campaign he didn't support having um Harry Tubman on a twenty dollar bill. He said that it's nothing but pure political correctness, <laughs> and um he suggested that they should put Tubman on the two dollar bill <laughs> or another bill. Um, he's also expressed admiration for Andrew Jackson, who is on currently on the twenty dollar bill, and um, Andrew Jackson. I think he has a picture of Andrew Jackson, a portrait of him in the Oval Office, despite the fact that Andrew Jackson was a slave owner among other things. Um, massacred Native Americans. Yep, <laughs> and it's just you know, I, that's your man's. <laughs> that's your man's America. You know what I'm yeah. Like I don't know what to tell y'all, man. Like, yeah, we got a goofy president, man. Like it, I don't watch the news anymore. I listen to um, a couple of news podcasts because, like, the news it becomes the same thing over and over. Like mm-hmm. a lot of arguing and the president being goofy and saying crazy shit about people. And um, yeah, I just stopped watching news. I, I listen to like just very select couple of news programs. I listen to NPR because. Um, NPR keeps it nice and boring. They don't put too much passion into it. Mm-hmm. Like CNN puts all the headlines. Everything's breaking news. Oh, breaking news. This nigga Trump said some wild shit about a congressperson. Yeah, that's not fucking breaking news. That's just shit that, that's like, <laughs> we got a goofy president. That's not breaking. It's just been like that for three years. Yeah, they get Two the, years. The red headline at the bottom and everything. <laughs> yeah, news. red headline. It looks crazy. <laughs> like you think, so now when some wild shit happens, oh, North Korea blew up one of the Hawaiian islands, it's going to be the same red headline. He'd be like, oh, well, as it goes to red breaking news shit, it's probably just Trump tweeting. Like, nah, nigga, like, literally a country blew up piece of America. Yeah. <laughs> uh... No, no, it gets it gets so exhausting. I don't, I don't watch much of the news. I don't watch much TV in general, but definitely, I ain't just flipping on the news for shits and giggles. I watch tons of TV. Yeah. And uh, but it's a lot of it's a lot of premium TV and uh, some Netflix. Netflix got some. You know, I, I don't mean to go off topic, but real quick, Netflix got this um fake Three Kings movie <laughs> where essentially these military guys go and steal some money from a a, a oh, drug dealer um, with, with a bunch three, of stars in it. 
Is Triple that- Frontier, yeah. It's like uh, it's Ben Affleck playing the role of George Clooney. It's uh, um, Jax Teller from from the Sons motorcycle show Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Anarchy. Uh, it's the dude that play, he's playing a Jewish dude, a white dude, and this movie's playing a Spanish dude. Uh, it's the other dude from Narcos that plays uh, that Pena character. No, there's no and Ice also, Cube. There's no Ice Cube character. There is no Ice Cube. I think the closest <laughs> to Ice Cube character is the Spanish character. Oh, I think geez. he's Chilean. His the character is Chilean, but um, the actor was in Game of Thrones and in Narcos. Okay, but yeah, like it was just a, a, basically a Three Kings thing. They steal money now. They got to run away from some some local people. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Is it good? Like you brought it up? Is it good? Is it, is it good? Yeah. Uh, it's good in the sense that you remember back in the the nineties, let's say they would put out an action movie and it would have no plot, mm-hmm. but the shit would just be action. You just look at oh, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen next. Yeah, and that's essentially what it was. Like the plot wasn't all that strong. It was like all right, cool. They they shooting shit and they mad money flying everywhere. A donkey falls off a cliff. Cliff. Like it was cool. <laughs> like literally, these are things that happen. Ben Affleck, for some reason, he you you would think he'd make terrible movies. He actually makes some good ones though. The town was pretty good. I like that one. Ben oh, Ben Affleck is awesome. Like yeah. on the low, like when you look at him, like this nigga's corny, but mm-hmm. it's like uh, Ben Affleck's the Kawhi Leonard of of filmmaking. Like you look at him, <laughs> like yo, this dude is whack. Like you're looking at him do good stuff, but still you're not convinced. Like we looked at him do The Town, and he directed. Um, did he do Gone Baby or yeah. whatever that thing is? Yeah. Did he direct that? I believe so. I don't know. I believe, he but did, he was yeah. in it. So like he did that. Like he he did Mad. Dope shit. Batman wasn't even all that bad. We were just comparing him to the other Batmans, mm-hmm. but like the his version of Batman is actually pretty cool. And like, uh, how does nigga get J Lo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had he got J Lo, and then um that other lady that he messed up his relationship with, or uh, Jennifer something. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. And we looking at just like Kawhi. We looking at him. This dude's dropping forty, and we looking at him. Like, Man, this dude is whack. This dude. He didn't get his hair braided in three weeks. <laughs> edges, edges, and baby hair looking crazy. Finals MVP Dude. out this bitch. <laughs> yeah, he, he don't get hype when he do some crazy shot. It's, yeah, he might just be the Finals MVP. So yeah, so um, not to get too much off topic, I watch lots of TV and the news just get a nigga depressing because our president's goofy. <laughs> You know, do you watch? Not like you said, we're already off topic. Let's just stay here. <laughs> do you watch more um, streaming networks? I guess stuff that don't have commercials, or do you find yourself watching more commercial TV? Oh, by far, I watch stuff without commercials. By far, yeah. I think I, I think that because I'm I was part of um, I guess there's a there's a train of thought that says commercials kind of like fill you with the idea of you suck, you suck, you suck. Wait, buy this and you, life will be better <laughs> you know what I'm saying and I feel like mm-hmm. there's less of that happening if you don't watch the news or you don't watch a ton of commercials you know what I'm saying so I just wonder with now with the, so much of the streaming that works out now if there's less of that feeling that people have because some people blame depression on that the rise of depression on that with people watching a lot of TV and I, I always thought it was from the commercials I don't think watching Golden Girls make you feel like that <laughs> but probably the commercials that come on between Empty Nest and Golden Girl would uh you know what I mean kind of give you that feeling one of anything are they are they saying that it's increased in in the last few years I I don't think it's a no 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 it, it's not like a new theory I think it's like but it probably existed gotcha. more when when before there were streaming networks you know what I mean so I would I would like to see like a new study done to see that like you know what I mean if, if people still if they still believe that now that people might watch more than 
more Netflix and Hulu, uh, or, you know, commercial free or something like that, or, or even like a HBO that doesn't that only commercials you're gonna see are HBO commercials, as opposed to something that's showing you, all right, well, is your kitchen dirty? Buy bounty. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> is your do, are you not happy with your husband? Take this pill. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, um, when you think about it, though, look at the, all the advertising on the internet. Like, I, if I were to just make a, a bet, like I don't have any facts to back it up right here as I sit here, but if I were to make a bet, I would think that people are exposed to more advertisement yeah, now, maybe with the internet, and then whatever little TV that they watch, mm-hmm. than they than they were exposed to before. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so before it may be the case that they were exposed to maybe more minutes of of advertisement. Mm -hmm. Then you sit down for a 30 minute show. But now, like, just this is ad after ad, five seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. And you just hit with mad ads. Like, now on Amazon, I don't know if you ever do the Amazon app and got the mystery giveaway. I never win it, by the way. <laughs> so I would do the mystery giveaway and they or they would do something? some shit where you gotta watch fifteen seconds of a commercial yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you're able to get some discount on something. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, you're right. So you're being bombarded. It's different though. It's not like when I used to watch a lot of ESPN, I would find myself wanting to, wanting to have a drink or wanting to go to the liquor store because if you ever watch ESPN, there's a beer or liquor commercial probably about every three commercials. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I had to like come to the church. I was like, I don't even like drinking like that. Why am I? <laughs> why do I want to go get a Jim Beam? There, there's a, there, I don't know if they still do it, but I think around like five o'clock, the the block of shows they used to start from like five o'clock. They call it happy hour. You know what I'm saying? It, it was it had a a liquor sponsor. You know what I'm saying? On ESPN. Yeah, yeah. That's dope because um right about five four. Well, happy hour starts at four. Yeah, yeah. usually. Mm-hmm. So they play ESPN a lot in bars. I wonder if that's why. Probably, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, but they, they they have a lot of alcohol sponsors, and they know men watch it. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Let's let's show a lot of bear commercials. Let's show a lot of um. And those commercials are. I love Corona commercials. Corona commercials always look like people are having the time of their fucking lives. Yeah, Corona commercials <laughs> are dope, man. <laughs> like, Cor- Cor- Corona commercials. They did that shot of like the feet just looking out into the ocean. Uh-huh. Like they doing. Somebody takes a shot of their like um. Like a point of view shot looking at their knees and their feet and they're looking out in the sunset or some shit. Yeah. And they were doing that before people were doing that on Instagram. Okay, yeah, you're right, yeah. <laughs> Which is sick. Yeah. They um I've never had so much fun <laughs> like watching drinking a corona like they having them fucking commercials. Like it's family reunions, motherfuckers seeing friends they ain't seen in twenty years. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> like, damn, this corona just bring good times, but <laughs> um no, yeah, it, it, it'd be interesting to do a study just to see the effects of um advertising now because maybe advertisers are even ramping up their non-tv advertising because they mm-hmm. know that people viewership is being lost to hulu netflix streaming programs standalone you know what i mean stuff so yeah interesting to know um it's not all doom and gloom though out in the world it's not just all delaying harriet tubman money <laughs> to 2028 and and being bombarded with advertisements that make you think you suck there are some great things happening and um announced last month Although it was approved in November, so you might have heard of it, but announced last month the location of St. James Place between Gates Avenue and Fulton Avenue in Brooklyn will be renamed to Christopher Wallace Way in remembrance of the notorious B.I.G. Brooklyn Stand Up. <laughs> Please stand the fuck up. That is dope. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah, nah, that's dope. I think we, we kind of, getting a street named after you has kind of lost its... Uh, Allure, I guess. I mean, it's still a pretty cool thing, but 
there's so many people have streets named after him. <laughs> but the fact that Biggie might be the first Brooklyn rapper, I think, with one named after him, right? I think that's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty do, uh, dope. I mean, I don't know if there's like a, a rock him way somewhere, like on in the cut <laughs> by by Lavonia, <laughs> somewhere that no some name that no nobody wants to go to, or some some street named after a state in Brooklyn. No place named after a state. You want no parts of that. <laughs> you don't want no parts of Georgia Avenue. You want no parts of Hawaii Road. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's 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 dope. Uh, we we spoke about just how Biggie's influence is huge, and the fact that it's still, uh, um, still seen today. The the you know like the Brooklyn Nets had a Biggie inspired jersey for their city jersey. Yeah, the Coogee Coo- logo. So that's dope, man. Brooklyn stand that's up. That's actually dope, man. In Brooklyn, they got this huge mural of of Biggie, really nice with the crown on and shit like that. I wonder if the kids it's in a white still, neighborhood though. But, you know. <laughs> I wonder if the kids still listen to Biggie, you know, like 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 for me, listening to Biggie is a nostalgic thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's not making no music, but um, I wonder if like a young like didn't what was that guy's name? Uh, Lil Yachty? Didn't he mm-hmm. like have a shit where he was talking about Biggie? Wasn't that nice or something like that? Which I, I didn't I didn't take offense to. Like I don't I didn't like not to say I didn't like, but I didn't listen to much KRS One or Rakim. I was just about to <laughs> KRS One was the first person that popped into my head. Because when I heard KRS One when I was a kid, I'm like, this nigga's whack. I'm like this big nose dude, man. This dude, he's talking all the the history of hip hop. All the shit. I'm like, man, I don't wanna hear this shit. <laughs> Put on that biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you see? This dude, KRS One. Step Into My World is probably the first KRS-One song I liked, and that was, like, the end of his career, bro. That was that was his, like, resurgence to, like, compete against Puffy and them. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, but before that, I, I can't, I can't really, I mean, I guess so maybe some of that, um, yeah, nah, I'm lying. <laughs> I was gonna say some of that, that the, the, the beef in between uh, Queens and, and the birthplace of hip-hop and all that shit going on, but I was like, nah, I was just, it's just nostalgia, you play because it it's old school. Yeah, and I, I I listen to some nostalgic shit. Um, no, not nostalgia because I didn't experience it, but I listen to like old school shit. I guess that goes to your question. Like, you wonder if young people now listen to Biggie, and they probably mm-hmm. do. Just out of like, oh, I wonder what this is about, and you listen to it, and be like, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it, it ain't it ain't Drake good. Like, I'm speaking in, from the perspective of if I'm twenty something years old now, well, it's not Lil Yachty good or Ace Boogie with the hoodie good. And coming up with that, imagine listening to like Pac. But you grew up on like Drake. Drake's been doing it for a couple of years now. Like you know, what I'm saying yeah. it's probably went from like the formidable years to adults listening to Drake. Right. <laughs> and it's like Tupac is nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like Biggie is nothing like that. And or uh, Bigos or you know, say some of these mumble rappers. You know what I mean? There's nothing like that. So it would it would be I, they have to they have to because it's not like we don't go back and listen to. The Beatles or John Lennon, or you know what I'm saying? We I still, don't, but uh, <laughs> we don't. No, but know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, though. Yeah, I've listened yeah. to like a, a Rock Him album. I listened to um, Tribe Called Quest, Slick Rick, Slick Rick. I like Slick Rick a lot. Yeah, right. I think like if you find a rapper who or any musician who kind of vibes with what you what you vibe with or whatever, like it just, they, the vibe catches you, then then you know you'll you'll listen to it. I, I listen to the Thriller album. Well, that you know it's kind of you kind of have to because. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about now. If, a, if somebody who just turned eighteen this year will listen to Thriller, just think about rape. 
I was, yo, they were selling a Michael Jackson t-shirt somewhere, and I was like, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Can't, not man. yet, Mike. Documentary just came out. <laughs> you survived the backlash, Mike, but we ain't, we ain't doing the t-shirts. <laughs> nah. But um, speaking of entertainers and rappers and people making tons of money, shout out to Jay-Z, Jigga Man, Hove, first hip-hop billionaire ever <laughs> in the history of entertainers and, and, and billionaires. The first one to have starting place in rap music. It's just got to be awesome, bro. <laughs> it's got to be an awesome feeling for him. Because I know for some reason being the first, being a billionaire is dope anyway, right? But being the first right. <laughs> on top of everything, like, that is awesome. Yeah, out of rap, man. I mean, it's just the thing where rap came from. It's still, it's still somewhat of a young... Well, not somewhat. It is still a young art form. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But even because if, if if you count it from the late seventies, what's that? Maybe like uh, it's about forty years mm-hmm. compared to like rock yeah. and roll or, or that's that's been stolen. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying and shit like that. But um, but take it, but take the rap out of it. Just think about how many musicians you know start from musician to turn to billionaires. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. I can't think of too many. Even the entertainers. I mean, the one that really comes to mind is Jerry Seinfeld. You know what I'm saying? But other than... <laughs> there's not really too many. Seinfeld's I can't a billionaire? I thought he was. I could be wrong. I thought he was a billionaire. No, no I'll, I'll accept that. I won't even look it up. <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah. But, um... No, yeah, yeah. He's almost there. He's Jay-Z will call this nigga broke. Jerry Seinfeld's worth $950 million. <laughs> 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 He's like, man, get this broke guy out of here. This nigga Jerry Seinfeld. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> but yeah, they said he's uh he's worth about $1 billion, according to a new Forbes report. Um he and actually they 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 said that's modestly <laughs> like a, a, a forecast for him. So he might have he might have been a billionaire, you know what I'm saying? Cause, hey, uh, he's still spending money from 88. <laughs> They subtracted a healthy amount to account for his superstar lifestyle, but uh, they broke down. He's worth three hundred and ten million in Armand de Brignac champagne, which I believe is Ace of Spade, known mm-hmm. in the streets. Uh, two hundred and twenty million in cash and investments, including a seventy million dollar uh, stake in Uber. Hundred million dollars for Douce Cognac. Hundred million for Tidal. Seventy five million for Rock Nation. Seventy-five million for his entire music catalog, seventy million dollar art collection, which is awesome, and fifty million in real estate. Not to mention uh, Beyonce, <laughs> what Beyonce is worth on top of that. So that is awesome. I thought you were gonna say he his ownership stake in Beyonce. I'm like what? <laughs> like it's the other way around, brother. <laughs> he owns twenty five percent of her career. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is that is huge. That is um. I think very inspirational to rappers who were probably very comfortable in their income to now know that they have something to work towards. And um, Jay-Z's like that, right? People people follow trends that Jay-Z does, so hopefully we see more rap. Yeah, yeah. man. This dude, Jay-Z, single-handedly destroyed jerseys. I know it's old news now, but I've, through the I, we've talked about it before podcasts existed that I've always said, man, think about it. And people don't take it as seriously as I do. I don't know why why it's so <laughs> baffling to me. But yo, just one man destroyed jerseys at the time seemed invincible. 
Remember jerseys? You wear jerseys to a wedding. People made, <laughs> women made dresses out of jerseys. Dudes Babies. made dead ass, dead ass made jackets out of cut up, like out of a jersey collage. Literally, I, I forgot who wore, a, um, it was like to an award show, somebody wore a blazer that was made out of jerseys and shit. And I'm like, what? And then Jay-Z said, nah, it's about button up shirts right now. And everybody ran to the Tommy Hilfiger outlet. <laughs> everybody. You know what's insane. more remarkable than that? Jay-Z kind of helped make jerseys popular. <laughs> right, right. Throwbacks it was, and all it was that a shit. Redskins throwback, right, in the Girls Girls video? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hell yeah. Then he <laughs> said, nah, we're not doing that no more. I could be tripping. I think in the... Um I'm about to say do it again, but that's not that's not the one I'm thinking of. Um, the one where he's rapping with Little Kim. Um, but she's not she's not rapping with him. She's just in the video. Um, is it Give It to Me? Yeah, I think it is Give It to Me. Um, he's he's rocking jerseys and that. You know what I'm saying? Like the, he has the lyric, uh, powder blue rock. No, no, no. The, the that was the lyrics, but in the video with Maya, I think they were wearing um the North Carolina, North Carolina jerseys. jerseys. Yep. <laughs> so Jay Z helped he helped make them them shits. He wasn't I won't say single handedly made jerseys popular, but nah, nah, hell no, because <laughs> Fabulous had had a huge hand in that. Yeah, but he definitely single handedly destroyed that shit. The same way he single handedly, <laughs> man. This dude came through with the the Aeropostale button up, and fucking. <laughs> It wasn't, you know, some expensive shit, but it looked like Aeropostale to people who don't know better. <laughs> See, kids back then do all this high fashion shit. People didn't know anything about that. I, you heard about Gucci, but you never seen it. Or people will wear it in an ignorant way. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like big ass green and red t-shirt with a big ass G on it. Some Dapper Dan shit. 500 but logos. Like, yeah, all this, uh, all this shit that y'all know about now. Niggas ain't know about that shit. Nas was showing off in a, in a, on his first album with a lyric that says, "I um I never went anything less than guess," and, and, and he was showing off in that kid like that was no like he was dead ass stunting off. He was like, "Listen, man, listen, dog, the the, the world like get I'm I'm rocking guess. What are you gonna do? Like there's nothing." I, th- I thought Jordan's in a gold chain was living it up. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, but that, that Jay-Z shit, it definitely makes people, it shows you what the possibilities are. You know what I'm saying? Like he kept pushing the po- possibility. So he opens, a, a, he does the sports shit and ownership in the team and all this different shit. Like, nah, he, did, he didn't just open it for rappers, but for entertainers in general where Justin Timberlake owns um, parts of a team and, Jay Z's be uh, excuse me, Drake is being an ambassador for an entire city. Mm-hmm. It's insane. No, it's uh, it's uh, entire country. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's huge, man. Um, Jay Z also killed Auto Tune. Yeah, <laughs> destroyed Auto Tune, man. This dude, mm-hmm. this dude. Uh, in related news, this dude T Pain works at a UPS in uh, <laughs> Tuscaloosa, Florida. <laughs> Nobody was more upset by that than T Pain, bro. Word. Oh man, but yeah! Shout out to Jay Z, congratulations. Um, which I don't—he probably was a billionaire for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? But congratulations, buddy! You doing the damn thing now? Everybody knows. Um, All right. Let's see. Let's see. Some other uh, some other billionaires <laughs> got doing some funny business. Uh, Nike. I'm not sure if you noticed, know but they tried to uh, a couple years ago, a couple years back, try to copyright Kawhi Leonard's logo. Yeah, I don't know if you ever seen uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, 
that claw. He has like a hand logo, whereas if it's like a, a outline of his hand, but it, he kind of formed it to make a K and an L. Um, they tried to copyright that behind his back <laughs> without him knowing about it. Um, and Kawhi's like, nah, that's my logo. I came up with that. You know what I mean? I brought yeah. that to y'all. Um, and now he's actually um tied in a lawsuit with Nike because he wants to bring that logo over to his New Balance um sneaker deal or just in general i guess maybe um have his own just company for for merchandise but uh nike's like nah that's ours homie <laughs> we ain't doing that um Kawhi, man that's Kawhi again making big moves with no on noise. the low i mean <laughs> with no it's noise. a headline now <laughs> with no but noise. if you ask this dude about it you know who i don't i haven't seen him asked about it yet but who knows what kind of corny answer he'll give like he's Tim Duncan, but like on another, like he's a robot. The dude tried to give him a pound. He said, nah, man, we got to walk over to that spot right there before I give any pounds. <laughs> Y'all got to see this video, man. You should put it in the show notes, the, the, the link to this video of him dissing somebody with a pound. Norman but yeah, Powell. man, this, this lawsuit, man, this dude just making big moves, man. Euro stepping all, all over Nike. So apparently, without getting too much into legalities about it, Nike applied for the copyright. Um, but Kawhi applied for a trademark of it, and you know, so now he's—I guess—he found out about the copyright at that point when he applied for the trademark, and Nike never informed him about it. Um, they're not really sure why Nike would even still want it because he's not signed to Nike. He claims he created it before he signed with Nike. It's not like he did it under. It's not like uh, Kanye West making the 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 Air Yeezys mm-hmm. under Nike. You know what I mean? Um, as an employee for Nike, um. So now when he's with Adidas, he has to, he can't call it Air Yeezy, obviously. Um, same thing, Kawhi, they're trying to like keep his logo, which is corny. Like, give the man his logo if he came up with it. I mean, I understand if maybe a Nike employee came up with it, <laughs> then obviously, like, all right, Kawhi, we're sorry that we took you. It's your hand, but we own this. But it's totally different if he came up with it. But um, at least he's killing in the finals. I think I think he's going to win that, that lawsuit. But uh, he's killing in the finals either way, man. Yeah, Did Nike will settle if anything. They don't want this dragged out in the public that they stealing shit. They yeah. swagger jacking, but, especially um, if he wins the title. Especially if you know what I mean, because <laughs> his his fame is only gonna rise. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I I don't know how people will feel about that because you know now he got it's a dope logo, the hand and shit. Yeah, I mean, I hope it goes to him and then like no company takes it because it'd be a shame if New Balance had this shit for life. New balance. <laughs> Don't new, <laughs> new balance. New new but di- new balance are for people with feet injuries. Like you you served in at least two US conflicts, like two US foreign deployments, like in the Vietnam and Korea. Your feet just jacked up. You got gout. You put on some new balance. They, they say I don't I, I I couldn't I wouldn't be able to identify the Kawhi Leonard new balances if you put them right in front of me. Um however they said that they sold out in seconds, which <laughs> oh, that that's hard to believe <laughs> for some reason. I don't never even seen them, and it's still hard for me to believe it. I just I don't know. <laughs> but, well, it's funny because sneaker culture is, is interesting because yeah. um they like New Balance is like a, a thing. Well, new first of all, New Balance is expensive. I got a pair of New Balance on sale for one twenty five, and that was like the lowest price I could find <laughs> for for not used. And um, what do they look like? I'm, I don't got no kids, but I look like somebody's granddad. And uh, <laughs> but it's all good though, cause them bitches got crazy arch support. 
Durable. That's what's important, right? When you when you get older, that's what you care about when you're in the Kawhi Leonard. That's why so many old old rich people wear New Balances because they're expensive, but they support like crazy. But yeah, I'm looking at these New Balances. They're not bad. I rock them. Yeah, yeah. They look kind of like uh, they look kind. It has like a Nike like design. Like it got Nike swag to it. Mm. Look like KDs almost. Yeah, shout out to Kawhi, man. I hope he uh. I hope he's actually able. I, I don't know. Like I, I want his career to blow up. He's an interesting guy. Super, very interesting guy. Um, he thought he should be making more money. Oh, okay, I see them now. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He um. There's a low. There's a low also. That's pretty cool also. Yeah, man. Don't, don't they have like a, a KD vibe to it? Like some look like some fly knit shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Just with the end. Yeah. <laughs> and look, they kind of. The ones I'm looking at, they have this like patterned area on the shoe and they kind of hide the NB within the pattern on some magic eye type shit. Is it? I get these shits. Look like cool summer kicks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's got oh, the man, low Kawhi. tops. He's got the low tops too, though. That's pretty cool. The New Balance. And then I guess they just took the NN7s, whichever those are, and, and gave them a Kawhi. Put the Kawhi color, uh, colorway on it or something. I don't uh-huh. know. I don't see how because it, it looks like regular New Balances, but it kind of took the vibe of his uh of his signature shoe. Mm. Those are pretty cool though. Yeah, man. See, maybe Kawhi. That's the thing right nowadays. Like, be a be a, a originator, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, look at um, Stephon Marbury. I mean, granted, he's not. I mean, he had to leave the country for a long time, but like, he's doing really well in China with fifteen dollar kicks. Mm-hmm. Would you? I don't wait- know if he's still doing well, but. Would you wear the Steph Curry's? Would I wear them? Would you buy they've improved them? the design big time. Remember that one year he was getting roasted? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've they've stepped up the design. Would I wear it? Uh no, but if somebody <laughs> gave it to me, I'll be like, I'll play like basketball on these, right? <laughs> and mind you, I'm 35 years old. You don't want to take advice from no 35-year-old married guy. You definitely don't want to do that. So uh Keith lives but, for comfort. Well, you live for the comfort, right? Yeah. I mean, would I avoid them? No. But yeah, exactly the comfort. Steph, Steph ankles are taped together. Any shoe that he wears got ultimate comfort and support. So, <laughs> so taped together. <laughs> so, yo, like you see the the hardware he wears on his ankles for gameplay. I mean, he's doing amazing. But shout outs to whoever engineered them things on his ankles because his career was supposed to end years ago when we saw how things are looking. But. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say that the Steph Curry's can keep your ankles together for a very long time. Who do you think is going to win the finals? Toronto. But it's too easy to say now. You should have asked me a few weeks ago. I feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> They're up 3-1. No, only you, the only one team has came back from a 3-1 deficit. In the finals, that is. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, one team came back. Cleveland in, against the uh, Cleveland Warriors, against right? the Warriors. But one team has come back against um, 3-1 odds. In the um the Western Conference Finals, and that was the Warriors True. without KD True. versus KD. <laughs> so confusing. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I'm not. So did you you, you you you've been keeping up with all the games? I know you've seen Game Three. Oh yeah, Game Three, man. Just the, the, I mean, the game itself was pretty cool, but uh, just the extra stuff that was going on, billionaires putting their hands on Lowry. Beyonce the beehive on billionaire. <laughs> yeah, it, it was quite something. 
Oh, man. I don't know if you guys seen it. Kyle Lowry during a uh, loose ball uh, situation um, went chasing after the ball and flew into uh, the crowd full speed. Um, actually hit the shit out of some lady <laughs> pretty hard. But uh, while doing that and while recovering, you know, his balance to get back up, a gentleman in the front row decided he was wasn't even touched. That's weird. It wasn't affected. Didn't spill his drink. <laughs> didn't drop his phone. None of that. Decided he wanted to push Kyle Lowry while cursing at him. And Kyle Lowry felt the push and decided that he was, you know, going to bark right back at the gentleman. Um, happened to be that the gentleman that pushed him was not a gentleman at all, <laughs> but was billionaire and Warriors minority owner Mark Stevens. Um, Lowry also claimed that Mark Stevens uh, repeatedly said, go fuck yourself to him. Which kind of, if you see, if you see the close up, it kind of does look like he is saying that. Um, Stevens was eventually kicked out of the stadium, um, just because that's NBA policy. You know, what I mean, they they got to kick you out if you put your hands on a player. Like that's it's crazy. <laughs> um, found out, like I said, later the next day. I found out from LeBron James uh, social media post. Um, it doesn't sound like a lot of people knew before LeBron James said it because ESPN was not originally reporting it as being a minority owner of the Warriors. Um. But Stevens was fined by the NBA uh, $500,000 and issued a one-year ban, which I think is ridiculous because Russell Westbrook, when he got into his shouting match with a fan, um, that gentleman who was reportedly said racial statements uh, uh, and cursing at Russell Westbrook got received a lifetime ban from the Jazz, from the Utah Jazz. So the fact that the NBA is only going to ban this guy for one year kind of seems kind of light. But, you know, I guess money talks, right? Right. Because that is ridiculous, bro. Like, because if Kyle Lowry would have just decided, because sometimes you react without thinking, you know what I mean? Like, you just get hit and you react. It's not even like you're like, all right, I'm an NBA player. I can't, I'm going to get in trouble for doing this. You know what I mean? You just, you get pushed, you might push back. And the NBA is very lucky that it was Kyle Lowry and not somebody else with a with a, a loose f- uh, fuse, I should say, a shorter temper. Right. Uh, what do you think about the situation when you seen it? White people be tripping, man. Nah, uh, <laughs> white crime. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, white and black crime, man. Nah, I mean, it is what it is, man. You got people, rich people, drinking brews and shit in the front row. Something stupid's gonna happen. It happens all the time. Look at Drake. He even put his hands on somebody. A lot different, though. Very different case. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, lifetime bans and stuff, I don't, I'll be honest, man. I don't really, I'm not really into just uh, canceling somebody just because I don't like them. Cancel them because they deserve it. Mm-hmm. And they find them 500K, you know, maybe suspend them for a couple se- uh, a couple weeks or whatever next season. But aside from that, man, I don't or maybe he can't sit in the first two rows, some shit like that. Yeah, ban him from courtside, I feel like. You shouldn't be have that type of access to the players. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a big deal, but not a, a a huge deal. It's a big deal, but not a huge deal. It's not world-changing. It's more so like, hey, this dude's put his hand on a player that he didn't need to. Like, it wasn't even the case that he was the one that Lowry landed on. Mm-hmm. So that kind of behavior, put your hands on somebody like that. Or maybe even banner for the state from the stadium. I think that would be appropriate. Five hundred K banner from the stadium. That's it. Well, they move into a new stadium. Or at least, a, well, <laughs> well, yeah. But you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. or at least for a season or something like that, just to show people you ain't fucking around. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I feel like if it wasn't a billionaire, he would have got a different punishment. If he didn't yeah, have I some mean, type of stake in the NBA, he wouldn't. He, he, has a, got... he has a stake and he should know better. I mean, yeah. this ain't no Donald Sterling type shit. Nah, nah, nah. Um, also kind of light, but the internet decided to run with it was uh during game three, camera pans to uh the very famous aforementioned Jay Z and Beyonce. Um, like like always, right? When they sit courtside, the camera always seems to find them. Uh, but just so happened when the camera did find them this time, um, they were mid conversation with Nicole Curran, uh, wife of Golden State uh owner Joe Lacum. Um, Nicole claimed she was offering them a drink. And wanted to ask Jay-Z if he wanted lime in his drink. Um, but the stadium was so loud, which Oracle is known to be, um, that she had to kind of lean over Beyonce in order for Jay-Z to hear her. Um, and the camera catches Beyonce's face go from cordial to annoyed to damn near upset. <laughs> and um, concludes the, the exchange with a kind of a, a little hip check to cause, you know, separation between her and Karen. Um, the internet seen that video and the beehive went crazy <laughs> as usual uh finding out Karan's social media and doing what's what can only be known as um cyber bullying uh by giving her death threats among other other things and you know insults and things like that and i just say that to say the beehive is getting out of here <laughs> like <laughs> it's just what like why is it why is that cool but to the point that Beyonce's publicist actually came out and um, made a statement. It was in the post that that she made was actually um, on a picture of Jay Z and Beyonce's. Uh, I guess it's the anniversary of the uh, on the run tour. Yeah. Um. But she felt that in the post that she needed to mention it. Um. Yvette Noel Sure, um, told fans that every single day on that tour she saw love. Um, which is why I want to speak to the beehive. I know your love runs deep, but that love has to be given to every human. It'll bring no joy to the person you love so much if you spew hate in her name. That's true. It's kind of against the brand, right? Kind of. Like, Beyonce doesn't seem like that type of person. You know what I mean? So uh, it's. I guess it's. It's been. It's not nothing new. They've been doing it for a while, right? Whenever somebody has something to say against Beyonce, they all mount up and 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 decide that they want to say uh, certain things about somebody and just go crazy with it. But uh, it's getting out of hand. <laughs> a little out of hand. Yeah, man. Beehive don't fuck around. <laughs> I heard there was um somebody somebody told me like there was a controversy like Little Kim tried to claim that she originated the Beehive, and then so there was like oh, an argument because Queen Bee. Yeah. Well, yeah, she originated the Queen Bee thing too, right? And um, now the Beehive wasn't having none of that. And <laughs> they weren't going with that, and it's just like it's like I guess you know strength in numbers. But then it goes back. If if it wasn't Beyonce's crew, you'd call them like internet pussies. You'd call them like you know what I mean. People being corny on the internet, hiding behind a computer screen, um, being fake, fake tough. So I don't know if it's gonna stop. I, I guess maybe Beyonce herself would have to come out and make a statement, which she didn't. She hasn't come out and made a statement yet about this whole situation. And I don't even think she should. It's like it's kind of beneath her, but I mean, if it gets really bad, it, it may. Uh, I can't tell if this lady's just blowing up the situation. I mean, clearly she's probably getting cyber bullied, but you yeah. know, the lesson here is don't sit next to Beyonce in no damn basketball game. <laughs> just pretend like you don't see them, right? <laughs> pretend you don't see them, man. Just stay away from that shit. Like, don't offer them no drinks. Don't be nice to them. 
<laughs> you're a billionaire. You should have been in your booth. You would have been getting caviar, crudite, or whatever you would have been getting. Just in the sky go- box. In the sky <laughs> box. Uh, hey, it is what it is, man. Shout out to uh, Beyonce though and Jay Z. Uh, hopefully they they make another game. So it'll be, they should do they should do something in Toronto. They should show up in Toronto. That'd be, <laughs> That'd be dope. dope. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's finish things off today, man, with your man Tracy Morgan. BX finest. He had a good. He had a good week and a bad week. We'll start. Uh, we'll start with the good news. It was announced that uh, the 2019 ESPYS airing on ABC will be hosted by the one and only Tracy Morgan, the last OG himself. So that should be entertaining. I can't even remember who hosted it last. Oh, didn't Danica Patrick? <laughs> some, some That's why cool. you didn't remember who the fuck hosted <laughs> it, man. Danica Patrick, a race car driver. Oh my gosh! Well, like, yeah, I'm glad they went back to comedians. <laughs> good idea, uh, ESPN. Um, and I don't know if he was celebrating or if it just happened to be a coincidence, but your man decided he was going to purchase a Bugatti. <laughs> now, this Bugatti is worth estimated uh, MSRP of $2.5 million. However, you know, Tracy, known for saving a buck or two, <laughs> decided that he was going to buy his used. <laughs> if you consider used uh, having uh, 1,679 miles on it. I would oh, say. it's used? That's what they say, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you bought a car that had a thousand miles on it, would you? I wouldn't consider that used. That's that's shit. That's brand new to me. Right. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure Tracy Morgan said the same thing. <laughs> brand new to me. So that, it brought the price down to about one million eight hundred and ninety dollars, ninety thousand dollars. Excuse me, <laughs> one thousand uh, one million eight hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Um, and you know he, he paid his paid his pay <laughs> and left the dealership and. Got about six miles away before he was sideswiped by none other than Jocelyn Maudelaide. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, and what was she driving? A Honda CRV or some stupid shit, right? Yep. <laughs> Little this Honda SUV sideswipes him. Claims she was trying to make a right turn, <laughs> but she wasn't in the in the the, the most right lane. Was trying, and uh, says we were both turning right. People were still crossing. So what happened is we're both turning right, but I know he hit me because I was already turning. I was there. He was the one who hit me. Claims Maudlet. Uh However, the NYPD did not agree <laughs> after after seeing the accident actually firsthand. And uh, Tracy Morgan actually didn't agree either because there's a video of him punching her window and yelling what sounds like, get out of the car. Uh, he's very upset by his million-dollar car, uh, almost $2 million car being hit. Moments after he bought it, um, Borlin has since gone to the media. Page six uh, reported that she's scared. She was scared by his reaction. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure he was scared by you hitting his car <laughs> from like the right lane. So I think that we, you know, Jocelyn, you definitely have to. We got to put blame on you. You caused the accident. That was a dickhead move. You should have just known. She actually uh, asked the police officer why people were taking pictures, and which the police officer said. Uh, don't you watch TV? That's a famous guy. <laughs> For real? <laughs> that's, her, that's her quote, though. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but Tracy Morgan has to get some level of blame in this as well. Now, the yeah. man can drive wherever he wants to drive. He can drive whatever he wants to drive. However, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta apply a little bit of common sense. I don't think Jay-Z, billionaire status and all, would drive his million two million dollar car uh in midtown manhattan this is near the lincoln tunnel i think you said um 
Just stop the sense that Jay Z wouldn't drive. <laughs> like that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that you can just end that right there. <laughs> the fact that Tracy Morgan, no driver, no nothing, was driving his midtown Manhattan is just seems silly. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Tracy Morgan's financial status is. I assume he's doing pretty well. Sued uh, Walmart for an undisclosed amount years ago. But the level of wanting to stunt. <laughs> to drive a Bugatti in the middle of Midtown Manhattan is just beyond me. I'm I I I, I never got that concept. Like that that's huge. <laughs> um, I, SMH, right? What could you What could you say to that? Man, I mean, this lady being scared. I mean, I get it though. I mean, somebody pounding your window and say, "Get out the car." I mean. We've been in a car accident before, and the dude, he didn't even bang on the window. He said, hey. Like, he was wasted, and the dude, he didn't bang on nothing. He was like, hey, get out the car. Can we talk? And I was in the passenger seat, and I was like, don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I say that to say that I, I could see if that's the truth, that he was banging on the window. And I think the video shows him banging on the window, and he's like, get out the car. Then uh, that ain't, especially after a car accident with that that image in your mind of uh, road rage and shit like that yeah so that doesn't make shit easy Nah, he should have reacted i guess differently but i mean two million dollar car like <laughs> well that i get yeah. so to for her feeling scared and, and the fact that it's a two million dollar car i understand everyone's feelings in the situation um yeah nigga don't be driving really expensive cars in manhattan i don't know like <laughs> that's why i'm glad for the last few years i've had company cars because people whether you're there or whether you're not, they nick your car and they touch it and bump into it when they're parking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you had a brand new car you really like, it's any city is not a great place that you driving it around. You drive through a city, you don't drive within and around the city. Exactly. Like the the center of the universe pretty much <laughs> blocks away from Times Square. Tour buses, tourists, nonsense left and right, bro. Like, it, it, you you, you kind of want to say you don't do this But you feel like you shouldn't even have to say something like that Because who the fuck would do this <laughs> But you know Tracy Morgan just decides Hey I'm going to show this car off So uh, shout out to Tracy Hopefully you know the car gets uh, repaired I'm not sure how the insurance deals with Multi-million dollar cars In a situation like this Hopefully Jocelyn has very dope insurance I doubt she does But uh, <laughs> we'll see yeah, she's gonna get hit up real heavy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's gonna be hard to find insurance for her, her kids, her offspring, mm-hmm. <laughs> grandparents, grandchildren, neighbors, everybody, everybody's suffering because of this shit. All right. But um another episode in the books, brother. Episode sixty three. Another yeah. banger. Another classic, man. Keith, where can people find you at on social media, brother? Instagram, me and my underscore thirty five. Shout out to Instagram, man. Make sure you follow Perfect Talk Podcast on there at Perfect Talk Radio. You can also follow your boy DJ Playboy on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Follow me on Twitter at DJ Playboy. Uh, I have a massive, massive radio show called The Night Shift. It's available on Mixcloud.com and the Mixcloud app. Search DJ Plicka Playboy. Search The Night Shift and tune in. That's about it, man. You watching anything new nowadays? You said you watching a lot of TV. Anything else you you been checking out? Me? Well, I mean, I watched The Shy, but I know that's gonna come to end in the near future. Jason Mitchell abusing people, <laughs> and uh, the series. And, you think the series is gonna come to an end? 
I think there's probably one more, um, one more season in them. That's just my guess. We'll see the a, end we'll of this season, character? and they're going to record one more season, and they, they won't be able to sustain because this character is so pivotal in, in the in the plot of the show. Unless like they bring in like the you see how the Lakers are bringing in like a monster coaching staff, like everybody, all the assistants at yeah, some yeah. point were like head coaches. bosses themselves. Mm-hmm. Like that's they have to bring in those kind of writers. They have to bring in like the best dudes from Seinfeld combined with the best dudes from The Wire, and like. <laughs> And then if they could to, to write him out of the show because his character is so pivotal. But as far as like stuff that I recommend, I just started fucking around with Audible, the audiobook shit. Okay. And uh, I'm re- I'm listening to this book called Americana. And I would say, I guess you could read it too. It's probably cool that, in that medium too. Americana, A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-A-H. Okay. Dope. Yeah, that's Check pretty much what I've been up to. Yo, shout out to the, uh, keep hooking me up for my birthday with a Audible uh, free trial. So I'm got to check Not that out. Not a free trial. Well, that's, one month. There's a paid trial, brother. <laughs> so I suppose it's free for you. <laughs> you ain't like, nigga, it wasn't free for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, no, this wasn't no pass along present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nigga. No regifted over here, man. Nah, I just want to say thank you, though, and I appreciate it, brother. And uh, definitely look forward to checking that out. Everybody, make sure y'all check us out on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, the Podcoin app, anywhere your local podcasts are listened to and sold. Um, make sure you leave a review. Tell people about it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Give us a rating. It helps out. And uh, we up out of here, dog. Say goodbye to the people, brother. Peace. Peace.